Come on, it feels good in the house of the Lord. Somebody shout with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Somebody bless the name of Jesus. The name that's above every name. Somebody clap your hands. Somebody do a dance. But give God great praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, it feels so good in the house of the Lord. Let's do that one more time. Somebody give him praise. Somebody worship him on this Wednesday night. Hallelujah, we glorify the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, in a culture that is cursing the name of Jesus, denouncing the name of Jesus, we as the church of the living God are exalting and magnifying and praising the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Amen. High five your neighbor and tell him I'm glad to see you in church tonight. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. So good to see each and every individual in the house of the Lord with us here tonight. And um, we are so grateful that you have come to be with us. It's good to see Sister Maggie in the house of the Lord with us here tonight. Amen. And many others, guests and visitors, we're glad that you are here. And uh, we've got uh, a special guest here tonight. Uh, Brother Buxton has joined with us in the house of the Lord. We're excited about that. Amen. Now, it's good to have Brother and Sister Claiborne with us. You don't want to miss Sunday. He is going to be preaching and continuing on in revival. But as I told Brother Buxton many times, Amen. I said, you can't even sneak into the area. If I catch wind of it, uh, we're going we're gonna to snag you. Uh, I said, I ever, if it's on a Wednesday or on a Sunday, we're going to snag you. If it's on a Tuesday, we might call an extra service. But it is so good to have Pastor Buxton with us in the house of the Lord here in Carson City, Nevada. Have your visit with us. He and his precious family pastor here for over 10 years and just did an incredible job. Amen. How many thankful, amen, for all the work and the effort. Amen. Brother Buxton, we want you to come and take your liberty. Preach as long as you want, as much as you want, whatever you feel. In Jesus' name. Church, let's lift up our hands and let's pray as the man of God come. Now let's really worship him. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Come on, give him the fruit of your lips. I didn't come to play church. I've come to have church. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody lift their voice like a trumpet. We love you on a Wednesday night, God. Not ashamed to worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow, it feels so good to be at home, to be an ARC. Uh, I, would, I would be a liar to tell you that um, I used to always drive over the little cut, Pastor, and coming into Carson City, and I'd feel the Holy Ghost every time, and it was such a peaceful thing. And I was trying to make it to one of my favorite pawn shops, but I peeled into the church parking lot and had a prayer meeting, got out, and let everybody still know the Holy Ghost is right here. 220 West Winning Lane. So good to be here. Amen. Give great honor to the Claibornes. Um, you loved them before, but after tonight, you will appreciate them even greater. 
amen, for the wonderful evangelist and, and his great wife. The neat thing is that um, we had wanted them to come right when they started evangelizing. I talked about it and felt then, as I do now, even greater that they were going to be connected to revival right here at ARC. And so it's good to see what God is doing. God bless them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Double honor to our great pastor and first lady tonight. I mean that sincerely. Where would we be without a man of God in our life? Amen. The watchman on the wall. And I'm so thankful. Good to be with my family. And um, he is not a young man anymore. He's not too old, but he's, he's getting up there. And uh, I heard he got a discount at Denny's the other day, and they didn't even card him. <laughs> Amen. Praise, praise God. Amen. He said he was eating for $2.50 or something. And I said, hey, you just got to take it where you can get it, my brother. I'm playing with him. And I love him and all of the incredible saints. So good to see home folks home and, and all of it. It's just family. I, can't, I can never put it all into words. I love every one of you. Very, very, very proud of what God is doing in ARC. And so thankful that I still feel what I feel. Amen. Praise God. Luke, the 18th chapter, I promise I, I will preach. Uh, you'll still be able to go to Denny's by the time I'm done. They'll still be open. I'll promise you that. How many would just step out in faith and let's attempt to go somewhere tonight? I'm not into midweek services or Sunday morning or Sunday nights. I believe that where two or three are gathered together in his name, that he is there in the midst. And I really feel when pastor asked me, and I, Lord knows it, I was just, I wanted to come in and stand next to family in the passing of his mother, amen, as, as the body of Christ does. Isn't the body of Christ incredible? The church is a beautiful thing. And, and so here we are, and I'm going to pinch hit tonight in Jesus' name. Luke 18, verse 34, the Holy Ghost immediately quickened me this morning early again, and I feel like. I have a word for the church tonight. And they understood none of these things, Luke 18, 34. And this saying was hid from them, neither knew they the things which were spoken. Now, to contextualize this, this is the disciples. These are the people that thronged him. These were the people that walked with him and had seen miracles. These were the ones that theologians would agree that knew him that were very familiar with, even by this time, his miracles. They understood nothing. His saying was hid from them. Neither knew they the things which were spoken. And it came to pass that as he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging, and hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by, and he cried, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Mark 10, 52. Mark 10, 52. Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Thy faith, this is the same man that Luke was writing of. Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Lastly, Micah 7, verse 7 and 8. Micah 7 and 7, therefore I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. 
And when I sit in darkness, not if, but when the moment comes, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I want to preach on this midweek revival service on the disruption into destiny. God, your word is anointed. I believe tonight, Lord, in your will, you knew every one of us that would be here tonight. I understand completely. I believe with all my heart it's not might or power. It's not talent and ability, whatever that may be. But it's by your spirit, almighty God. It says, I'm praying right now. I feel my help coming into this room. Touch our church tonight, God. Thank you for the revival you promised us. Thank you for every word of prophecy you have given us. But tonight, disturb us into our destiny. Tonight, I want you to shake us as a body. I want you to shake us out of normalcy, out of complacency, oh God, into that divine disruption. Come on, somebody, lift their voice. God, I'm ready. I'm ready to come out of this barren place. God, I'm ready to come out of this complacent cave. If you believe it, clap your hands one more time. God bless you. You may be seated in this house. The disruption into destiny. To say that the world that we're living in is abnormal and will never return to what we deem normal just a few short months ago is a very mild understatement. In the midst of the renormalizing, if you will, of demographics, of culture, of monetary structure, and even the religious world, if you will, it's all completely being reset. Sin is attempting in this time to normalize what used to be completely forbidden and even abnormal to the saints of God. In this time, there has been spirits, spirits of darkness, quietness, spirits of separation, that are attempting to put their flag in the ground and to take territory that elders this year, passing of great and mighty men of God this year, including Elder Price, that I grew up with my whole life, and Elder Harvey Cantrell, and many other great men of God that gave their life to push back the darkness as it were. And you can see the increasing encroachment of the world against the church Normal is now causing people to become lost between their ears. The new thing is to become disconnected. The new normal is to be cold and unmoving while educated, while well-versed and understanding the holy word of God, but yet to sit in a marginalized Pentecost upon the blessing of his church and his body. To count our blessings and what a great accounting that it is. And to come to the house of God. And to be content with never achieving the high water mark of destiny that God has called us to be. I want to stand tonight in a familiar place. In a place that my heart beats still today. And preach to every spirit in this valley. And let them know we will not accept the norm. 
It does not matter what modern Christianity will do. It does not even matter to me what Pentecost would do, if you will. There has got to be a church that is willing to be disrupted to be there's got to be men and women that are not content to be blessed and come to church and clap their hands and go home. But there's got to be a red-hot revival that comes back into Pentecost that gets you up in the morning, that takes you to a closet of prayer and causes you to shift. There has to be. You may be seated. People are losing their drive in this socialist movement. That is all around us. Socialism tries to come to church. Well, they're shouting. I'm going to sit here. They're praying. Hopefully, I'll get some. Desires and dominion have left with the dream. And people are becoming desensitized to the moving of the Holy Ghost. I can't help but remember all of the memes of some big comedian. I don't even know his name. That when I go back to church, I'm coming into church and and this guy was just spinning and twirling. And, and we watched Pentecost trying to come back into the house of God and trying to come back into a place of dominion and authority according to God's word. And you can see that there has been damage done. But I, I don't want to preach about the negative ends of that. I just want to contextualize my thoughts here tonight. God has sent me here tonight. I, I prayed again this afternoon knowing God knew that I was going to be here tonight and we were going to be here tonight and ARC I want to tell you I want to preach to you about the season I know the event I've been listening it's already here I'm not come with some microwave popcorn in my in my briefcase if you will but ARC we have got to get a white knuckled grip on the destiny that God has called this church I'm not preaching to any other church I'm not talking to anybody else but would there be a couple families? Would there be a young person that says, if it's up to me, I'm going to have revival? Yes, what about a new dimension? You may be seated that will overflow into our new building. If revival's up to you, what kind of revival would it be? I love asking myself that question as I pontificate in the spirit of God and in the presence of God. In the, the first chapter of Genesis, God's activity on the sixth day is culminated with his masterwork and he breathes life into man and woman. It was always God's plan and it is still God's plan that a man of God and a woman of God, boy, I feel like preaching tonight, that a, that a family, that a home, element would take dominion and rule over the earth he said let them have dominion over every element he said let the home have dominion over the sea over the air let them have over every creeping thing Genesis 1 26 I want to tell us here today it doesn't matter what we're facing the word of God is unmovable and it's un. Come on, somebody. I don't need a choir to shout. I've got the rock unmovable that I can build my house upon. They be seated. So he gives them dominion to rule over, to lord over. Man, the word is an aggressive word. It's a warring word. It means to control by force. 
When's the last time you got your hands on a miracle and told it where to go? Come on, somebody. We're waiting for God to put us in the pool. But God says, I'm not going to put you into a pool until you realize I'm coming to your house. I'm I'm coming to your marriage. I'm coming to your spirit. Why? Because time is winding up and God needs somebody to be disturbed in the destiny. We like to have, and I'm with you, I like to have just good, solid church. It's comfortable. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. But the devil's not scared of comfortable church. Addiction is not scared of comfortable church. The things on my back trail are not worried about me just going to church and letting pastor know that I was there. You know what hell is scared of? That when apostolic men and women of God crawl out of a cave of discontent and say, devil, this may be my last push, but until Jesus comes, I'm about to flip my city. Come on, somebody. You are the key to this city. You are the answer to this revival, but it's it's got to be a disturbing effect. They be seated, so they disobey. We know it well. And they eat of the forbidden fruit. What forbidden fruit? The tree of knowledge, good and evil. Well, I don't want to pray anymore. I'm going to just go get a degree. <laughs> I'll laugh at that one because it's funny. Well, nobody wants me to be involved in ministry, so... I'm going to become the next ecumenical revival. Nothing wrong with education. Get one, but don't lose your destiny. Don't lose your destination. But most of all, ARC, the apostolic church cannot afford to lose our edge of anointing. You're not hearing me yet in this house. The world's got steeples. The world's got cathedrals. The world's got talent. The world's got music. But what the world doesn't have is the raw demonstration. The raw demonstration of apostolic truth. ARC, let me tell you, we have got to fight with what wins. Get them with a hallelujah. Fight them with a thank you, Jesus. Luke 4 and 6, I got to hurry. I got a ways to go tonight. Denny's is coming soon. Luke 4 and 6, Jesus being tempted by the devil. This, Brother Claiborne, this, this still terrifies me. The devil tells Jesus, all this authority I will give you. And their glory, for it has been delivered to me. Whose glory? Adam and Eve's glory. Who's, who's anointing? Their anointing. And he didn't take it, Brother Johnson. But they literally delivered. I, I, I just got to preach into the, into the atmosphere here tonight. Jesus did not question the legitimacy of the devil's claim that the church, the first Adam and Eve, or second Adam, if you will, the church, the type and shadow, they delivered it. They gave their revival to depression. They gave the keys to the... Come on, somebody. It doesn't matter how sick you get. Your flesh should not represent your revelation of who he, though he slay me, yet will. Come on, somebody. You have got to have a disturbing destination inside of your spirit. Does hell have your glory tonight? 
Does hell have your authority tonight? When's the last time you prayed for yourself and got healed? Oh, I don't see that's odd preaching in Pentecost anymore. When's the last time you woke up in the middle of the night and you prayed spirits out of your house? I'm going to just tell you here today, medication is not going to make its way into Pentecost if there's yet a people that say at the mention, at the mention of the name. Come on, somebody. You have got to disturb yourself. You've got to shake yourself. You, if you want a miracle, you have got to become willing to be uncomfortable. Acts 8. It's a familiar passage. They're medicated. Simon, the pharmaceutical rep. He's never changed, the sorcerer. They were all, they were all on medication. He, he was the apothecary. I'm going to just tell you, I, I believe in doctors. They're, they're cruel people. But he's the great physician. Thank you for that rousing response. He is the only one that took the stripes upon an innocent. I'm going to just tell some of y'all, I let the devil set you down and shut you up and, and, and control you. I'm going to just tell you, the church with the keys, the church with the, the church with the answer has got to pierce the darkness and let the devil know greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. Take your medication but pray first. How come it's normal to tell people, you haven't been taking your meds, huh, honey? That's normal. We don't even get offended. But if you ask somebody, have you been praying? Boy, it's offensive. You're getting the point here tonight. Dominion is what is being exercised in the Middle East over a geographical promise. Dominion. Give the king your judgments, the psalmist writes to his son. Your righteousness to the king's son. He will bring justice to the poor. But then he goes down in the middle and David tells his boy, you're going to have dominion. Your enemies will lick the dust if you do this right. With the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the penalty for sin, the penalty for revival, and it took blood to have revival, was paid by the spotless lamb. Adam and Eve may have lost it, but amen, when they found an empty tomb, when Peter, the man with the keys, stood up in Acts chapter 2, I want to remind the church, all the power was returned back to the church. All the authority was returned back to the... Some of us are acting like we don't have any possibilities. But the writer said, if God be for us, if God be for us, who can stand against us? Why is it that we have to be pushed so hard to fight? But only in the spiritual realm. I, I still maintain it. I've said it for years. It's amazing. People, strangers will fight over a traffic lane. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Amen. Somebody just said, oh, me. Didn't say amen. Said, oh, me. And people are willing to tell an absolute stranger. They don't know if he has a gun in the car. They don't know if he's an eighth degree, whatever. Pull it over. We're going to fight it out right here on the side of the freeway. Bless God because I'm a Christian. <laughs> if 
Bible said to give no place to the devil. You ain't. See, some of y'all got scripture for your dysfunction. I'm going to preach here tonight. It's amazing the scriptures people are quoting today to tell me how they can stay at home and not be faithful to the house of God. It's amazing to me the YouTube theologians that are trying to tell me about, we don't need a new gospel. We don't need a new hero Israel. The Lord, it's still one Lord, one faith. And come on, somebody. That should not be rhetorical. That should be revolutional. That I... He's the mighty God in Christ. And beside him, there is no other. His name is Jesus. False doctrine and seducing spirits. Let me tell you, your pastor can clean this up. They don't have the Holy Ghost. You shouldn't listen to their podcast. Come on, somebody. If they haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, I don't care if they're mega. There's far too many Furtick fans in Pentecost. Come on, somebody. Give me a man of God that's been praying. Give me a man of God that was disturbed. He couldn't sleep last. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Give me a man of God that's not content to play golf every day and sleep all Give me an old watchman on the wall that said, I'm ready to fight the fight of faith. So the battle's over the field, right? We get it. Theologians in the house tonight. That's what Cain and Abel were fighting over. That's what, that's what the enemy was fighting. And, and because blood was shed, innocent blood was shed, the ground was cursed. We're fighting over the harvest field in northern Nevada. The harvest field. We want the same thing that hell wants. I wish I knew who wanted it more tonight. You're picking at me? No. I want to agitate you into a double portion anointing. I want to push this. Come on. I know what God has promised our church. I know what God has told this. We're going forward and we will not lose. I said we will not lose for we are the head and not the tail. Sometimes you got to get mad believe it or not well you're emotional so is the devil so is addiction so is mental health preacher you know what you're talking about we have one of our best families at our church is this on live right now can you pause it I need to give you all a Paul Harvey real quick this last Thursday I'm talking one of the best families in the church Got a phone call the middle of the night, 5150 call from her husband and threatening to kill herself and her daughter. Out of your comfort zone. Oh, I'm preaching good tonight. Don't make a pet. Don't grow comfortable with your job and your finances and our hobbies. I love them too. But God, get me up by the nap of my neck and let me pray until the foundation shakes. I had to drop her off in a locked facility psych ward. She's there right now. 
The blood still works. Oh, my God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. And the blood, the activating agent, the cleansing agent, the the saving uh, contents of the blood, it begins to agitate me. And before I knew it, I went from worry to worship. Uh, I went from the pit to praise. Uh, I went from sorrow to... We are overcomers by the... And the word of our testimony. It's amazing to me that in context of blood, next to the name of Jesus being the most powerful thing, the greatest chemical substance known to man, the blood of Jesus Christ. The perfect DNA, the matchless name, the almighty one, the unparalleled one, the priest, the prophet, the propitiation. It's all in the blood, the DNA of Jesus Christ. John 10, 30, I and my father are one. We used to sing it well. It's all in him. The fullness of the God, it's all in He's the father, he's the son, he's the friend, he's the father, he's the poem, he's the poet, he's the, come on somebody, the blood, the blood. When you touch the blood, you have to be healed. You ain't pre- Some of us don't want to plead the blood because we're not ready to embrace the buffeting of the storm. But can I tell somebody, run back to Jesus, run back to your calling, run back to your anointing and plead the blood. Overcomers by the blood you may be seated and the word of our testimony. That's amazing that my testimony that I made it through my mistake is mentioned in parallel to the blood. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when? I'm glad that on my worst days I'm still better than hell. See, some of y'all need a trick to shout. I, every morning I wake up and I don't have to do dope to be happy. I've got to pray. Can I just preach real talk on a Wednesday night? He woke me up this morning. I was in my right mind. I'm still breathing. You're holding your baby, Brother Troy. Come on, somebody. I've got a right to praise him. Uh, I got to get there. We were made to take dominion. We were made to take it. I mean, to take it like, like fried chicken out of a black iron skillet. My wife just made, Elder, fried chicken and waffles. Huh. You know I'm going to preach about food somewhere. Well, we say, Brother Jay, when the Lord saved me, he didn't save me from eating the whole glory. And buttermilk gravy with buttermilk biscuits because everything goes better with butter. Uh-huh. And I've got three Hoover vacuums that have my last name that live in my house. I had to take dominion as the high priest of that home. <laughs> I'm being facetious, but some of you listen to me. If you're going to get what your appetite tells you you really want, you're going to have to fight for it even in your own house. Come on, somebody, because you, you know what's hiding in the house? The spirits of comfort. Woe unto them that are at ease. And come on, somebody. It's one thing to take dominion in the field, but how about your marriage? How about your house? How? 
The devil's not getting my miracle. No. The devil's not taking my anointing. No. He can't have our church. He can't have our new building. He can't have the families of the city. For tonight we declare again, we have been disturbed into our destiny. I mean, what are we supposed to say? Well, everybody's not having church. We're not going to have church. Should we just throw in the towel, fold it? Well, I'm an alcoholic because my daddy was, you sissy. I'm so sick of sissies, Brother Johnson. Sorry. They can call me a racist, but if I call them a sissy, they get offended. Woo, it's quiet. I hear rats licking ice in the back. It's quiet tonight. Uh-huh. Come on, somebody. The disruption into destiny. See, some of y'all never woke up like some of us. And the devil said, no, no, no. And he pressed down on me every day. And he pushed down on my head every day, Brother Mark. And his weight was upon my shoulders. And everywhere, I'd, no, you'll never make it. You'll never be whole. You'll never be really healed. You can be healed for six months, but in... I'm preaching to you tonight. Something violent. Creation was violent because the divinity disrupted the chaos of unorder. I'm preaching to somebody that let there be light was a promise to the church. You're going to be a city. Let there be light. Well, they're not here. I'm not going to be there either. Is that, is that, is that what we're going to do? Well, you know, I'm, I'm seasoned. I don't have to be in church all the time because, you know, I'm, I'm very astute. I, in fact, I'm so holy. Me and God, we meditate. That's a direct quote. I now live in California, the land of fruits and nuts. And it has not yet disappointed. What could be greater than Jacob's well? I, I like when I feel this way. Oh, I've heard that before. How many times have the beggar heard people come by before? I heard that before. I'm getting ahead of myself, but when Jesus comes, oh, I, I don't want to mess this up, but he was blind, but his ears were still working. Mm. Some of you agonizing over what you lost. And God says, I'm going to do the miracle with what's left. I wish I had two or three on a Wednesday night. I can't believe I lost. Come on, can I preach, Brother Jay? I lost my mama, and it's agonizing. I'm going to just tell you, Brother Jay, like Job, it's not about what Job lost. It's what he kept when he was losing everything. Brother Jonathan, yet will I. I'm going to shout in the valley. I'm going to shout in the shadow. I'm going to shout in the frustration. Our church will always be like this. It'll never grow. The church will grow regardless if I want to grow. <laughs> you know what I feel tonight, Pastor? That old well of destiny in ARC. Boy, it's a bucket I've seen for many years. And I can hear the creak of a straining rope in the Holy Ghost. It's closer than it's ever been before. Labasha. 
God have mercy. It's closer, Pastor, I'm telling you. Hell's tried its best, but the church is still standing. Some of our families have been decimated. Our health has been challenged, but God sent me to remind somebody, I'm going to disrupt you into your destiny because the comfort zone is killing you. Some of us have been blind for so long with something we have the power to fix. See, the reason why North America doesn't have as many miracles as we think it should is because God will not do what we're supposed to do. Taking dominion is not miraculous, it's revelation. Thank you for the Baptist nod on a Wednesday night. You know what God's raising up in this last hour? Men and women of every age, of every ethnicity. Because at the foot of Calvary, we're all the same. From every walk of life, from every monetary structure. And you know what God's going to put inside of him? I'll never quit. I'll never shut up. I'll never back up. I'm going to heaven. We're going to have revival. Come on, pastor. Preach it. Come on, first lady. Sing it until I hear well done. I'm going to be disrupted. I'm going to be disturbed into my destiny. How come you're running from an enemy you've never hit? Can I just preach? Is this okay? You've never even hit him and you're running from him. The devil is a liar. He's the father of all lies and there's no truth in him. Before you think I'm just emoting here tonight, I'm coming right out of the word of God. Woe unto them that trust in the horses and chariots of Egypt. Woe unto them that go down to the Philistine camp to sharpen their goads while they have the tools on hand. Woe unto them. When's the last time you punched the devil right between his eyes? I know, I know, that sounds silly, but I'm going to just tell you. We come to church and we plead to God about a battle that we will not even start. Now, I know none of you are fighting the devil, but let, let this preacher preach to you. This last week, I have fought more demonic forces than I've ever fought in my entire life. And Sister Bobby, I felt that old wet blanket. It started getting into my mind. I noticed when I prayed, I was demurred until I shook my... I got disrupted and God told me, what are you doing sitting down? Stand up and know when you've done all you can do, don't sit down, stand there for. Come on, ARC, we may not be running, but we're standing. We may not be running through the troop, but let us stand on the word of God. How come being defeated is the new normal? How come depression is the new chick thing at coffee shops? I, I heard him. I, I, you know me. I don't drink coffee. Praise God. Uh, but this, this, uh, I beg to differ, Pastor, with all due respect. I got the Holy Ghost. I don't need coffee. But I do need Diet Coke. Praise God. I do need Diet Coke. <laughs> Still drinking Diet Coke. Aspartame to get a brother straight. Praise God. Uh-huh. And they were arguing and discussing the merits of their psychotic prescriptions. 
And I started moving over, and I'm not a very shy individual, sis, but they, they were actually bragging over who had the weirder drug and who they were reading the side effects and they were laughing. Oh God, oh God. We're learning how to live defeated. We're, we're, we're learning how to not be disrupted. We're learning how to live in a cocoon. We're learning, oh, we're learning how to be demurred. We're learning how we're not talking. That's the spirit of Egypt. They didn't talk. You know why God got mad at Moses? He wouldn't use his mouth. But the Bible says the word of faith is nigh thee even in your mouth. Come on, somebody. Don't meditate it, but jump to your feet and prophesy to the wind. Jump. Come on, somebody. You need to run the devil out of your mind. Run the devil out of your heart. Run him out of your marriage and have a disruption. We, but, but we're people of habit. We don't like disruption. We want to get up at the same time. Your, your mom, my mother-in-law, she was at the house, and I like to get up about five, and I go to my, my chair. There's no noise. There's no talking, believe it or not. My phone's not ringing because people don't hit carnal for about ten. <laughs> it's okay to laugh. Your face will not break. Huh? Show the Lord your strength. There you go. Praise God. We win. And mom heard me coming down the stairs, and she was like, let's talk about, you know, the latest message, and I love my mother-in-law. You know the difference between in-laws and outlaws? Outlaws are wanted, praise God. It's still funny. Mom, I hope you're listening. I love you, but and I was agitated because I couldn't sit there and have my my moment. She was agitating me. Like the woman with the unjust judge. You're gonna heal me. Hey, good morning. My car is still broke, but you're going to fix it. Come on, somebody. It can't be that easy. It can't be that hard. He said, knock and it shall be open. But even the physical act of knocking, you have to commit to the disruption. You're going to have to wake some things up. You're going to have to get some things up. You're Come on, somebody. We cannot lay in our beds and expect God to give revival. There has got to become a and attrition back to the church and energy until he comes and he can come tonight I'm going to work I'm going to press I'm going to fight light disrupts darkness in fact there's no such thing scientifically as darkness for darkness is really the absence of light that's all it is darkness is not a thing until there's the absence of a spoken word. Let there be light, a disruption. And the life was the light of men. The light shining in darkness and darkness. What is he preaching about? Darkness comprehended it not. I kind of like being depressed. Because then I have something to stay home about. See, I've I, I met way too many Bartimaeuses that have learned the exquisite art of never getting healed. I'm going to preach you up off of government cheese before I get up out. Do they even still do cheese? I don't know. Come on, somebody. He is Jehovah Jireh. 
my provider. But somewhere I've got to disrupt my own revelation. Somewhere I've got to shake my, okay, I preach for a couple years, but somewhere you've got to shake yourself. Do I want revival or a paycheck? Do I want a city? Come on, somebody. It's time to look to the hills. It's time to get our eyes fixed. You know what happens though when somebody turns on the light and you've been in a dark room for a long time? Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Pastor, don't preach that again. Really? Uh, Teach me something. Itching ears. I'll teach you something when you show me you learned what you told me you had. I feel my home run spirit coming tonight. I tell people all the time, I can't teach you something until you've done something with what you say you are and you know. Any apostolics tonight? These signs shall follow them that are disrupted. It's a new paradigm. It's a shift. It's a a tectonic movement in the inner workings of flesh and dirt that's called man and the earthquake of end time revival. It's going to have to crawl into every daddy. It's going to have to get on every grandma until your last breath. It's Bible studies. Until your last... This church cannot hold the potential that's already here. This city, Etalabosataya, cannot withstand the anointing and calling that's upon us. But are you willing to be disrupted? You're going to have to get up earlier. You're going to have to go to bed later. You're going to have to pass the plate. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to travail. You're going to have to fight the fight of faith. But when you fight, there will be angels with you. When you fight, when you stand on the word of God, no weapon formed. I'm almost there. If you sit in darkness long enough, apostolicness will be an uncomfortable light you don't want anymore. He sat in darkness, our text, begging. He had developed a system to accommodate his dysfunction. I've preached it for years. I believe it. There is no more talented people than that than Pentecostals. We've developed systems to accommodate our dysfunction. Not our destiny. Are you hearing me tonight? We've learned how to come to church just enough where we don't have to pray. And now the world just enough that we don't have to pray. Are you with me? Hmm. He got somebody to take him to the same place with a cleaver. 
I mean, he thought about this. He, he had put time and investment. He, he, got a, he designed a cup that, that, that could feed his dysfunction. He, he developed a vessel, a reservoir, a receptivity for all of the negativity of what he would not open his eyes. The Bible did not say that he had no eyes. The Bible does not say that he had an injury. The Bible says he sat in darkness. I would contend tonight this man was not blind. I would contend tonight that he had just grown so accustomed to living with his eyes closed and begging for his meal. That's not the apostolic. Jesus is coming through uh, Jerusalem one more time. Jesus is coming through uh, the city one more time. But I'm preaching to the church. It's time to pull off the mask and say, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Of Come on, somebody. I'm apostolic from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. I'm tired of the shadows. I'm tired of the background. I will be a city. Have you developed a coping mechanism to manage your dysfunction? To manage our offense? How do we stay offended for so many years, Pastor? Can you figure that out? <laughs> Me neither. We've developed systems to stay sick so we can post it on social media. And everybody can say, oh, I'm praying for you. You ain't praying. Come on, buddy. Jesus. We both, they ain't praying. They're scrolling. We ain't talking first century, homie. They're scrolling. Boom. Oh, in Jesus' name. I'm praying for you, brother. No. I'm talking about the effectual, fervent prayer. In the name of Jesus. Devil, I don't know who you think you are, but you can't touch Brother Jonathan. You can't touch the widow woman. You can't touch any, come on. The effectual, disturbing, disrupt. When's the last time you broke out in the Holy Ghost and scared yourself right? Come on, somebody. It's time for the Baptocostals to pray through and become radical apostolics yet again. In closing, some of us got healed. We wouldn't get all the attention, so we don't want healing. We'd have no social media content. You know, Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. That's brutal. God, can you pray? Uh, let the dead bury the dead. We're going to eat chicken. Let's go. Thank God for chicken. That's so, that's so insensitive. No, you know what's insensitive? Not being in the Holy Ghost expecting to be made whole. Better is one day in his courts. Better is one day in his courts. Better. I'm just going to church. I'm getting in that prayer room. I'm going to shout. I don't care if they sing fast, slow, or medium. I'm going to shout. I Come on, somebody. It still works. My pappy was a shouter. My granddad was a shouter. My mama was a shouter. She'd roll that head and talk in tongues, and angels would walk in the building. Come on, some. This is not a coffee shop. This is not mainstream Christianity. This is a book of Acts church. This is an apostolic church, and we have authority. In closing. He knew where to sit, this guy did. You know how we come to church sitting? 
Is everything all right? Yeah. The face. Are you sure, Kay? Yeah, I'm fine. You're being insensitive. No. Not getting your miracle is the meanest thing you could do to yourself. He knew how to beg, and he'd forgotten how to worship. He knew how to rattle his cup, but he'd forgotten how to rattle hell. Can somebody come pray for me? Encourage yourself in the Lord. Come on, let the weak, let the weak say, Come on, son. Don't say let the talented, let the weak. I've been through hell, but if he could have killed me, I wouldn't be here. I'm going to praise him. You don't have to sit in darkness. You can stand in truth. I don't have time to finish. And Diddy's is calling some of your name. Can I have a couple more minutes? Is all right? I don't get to preach in ARC all the time, so just let me have a moment. How come your survival instinct is stronger than your success instinct? Everybody wants to bless God, I'm going through hell, and the devil. They don't tell me, sis, about their victory, Sister Melissa. When's the last time somebody came up to you like, I'm going to tell you, I shouted in my house. Until I, I don't even know what time it was. See, we don't hear that anymore. I feel cheesy even saying it. Isn't that a shame? But we'll talk to somebody for two hours about it, it was dark and it was I was sitting in the devil and, and he poked a hole in my tire and, and the devil and blah, 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 blah. And the devil gets pumped up and we gas up the devil and we deflate the word of God. As a man thinketh. You know why mental health is running through America? As a man thinketh, come on, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's not a fairy tale and that's not emotion. I'm going to build my house on the rock. What rock? The rock the storm couldn't move. The rock that Rome couldn't move. The rock that hell couldn't move. He's the chief cornerstone. Let, let me ask this. How come you're better at being sick than being saved? Oh, Lord. Think about that. How come we're better at failing than we are at fighting? How come I'm better at complaining than I am conquering? Because I've lost my faith to have a disruption. Brother Mark, the firefighters cannot get to your anointing. The structure and the culture of the fire, you just have got to be disrupted into destiny. In closing, I'm entitled to three. You already know the drill. <laughs> hey, Brother Johnson will keep track. I, I remember well. I don't look over there unless I have to, Brother <laughs> Blind Bartimaeus was not the blind man in the story. The disciples had just eaten of the miraculous. Brother Claven, they, I mean, they left with no wallets and returned with wallets and 
They had been in storms. They had seen in the water walk away. And his last trip to Calvary, and he's coming through the city one last time. I'm going to sit. No, I'm going to sit. And the scripture writes to us about a blind man, and we miss the whole story. He said, I'm going to cross to be resurrected. And they're fighting about who's going to sit where in heaven. The disciples did not understand Sister Pam. They ate with him. They had slept with him for three and a half years. Do you know him, ARC? When's the last time you heard the voice of God? I feel the Holy Ghost so strong in this house. I'm, t- I'm telling you, in the Holy- when's the last time you were, you were disrupted out of your bed and you fell to your couch and began to travail with groanings that could not be? Oh, my God, have mercy, I feel him. And, and they could hear him, but they could not see the kingdom. They were blinded by their comfort zone. We talk about the blind men sitting, but what about the blind men walking? You know what's more of a shame, Brother Jay, to sit on the side and be, let's say he was blind. Maybe he was. And you know what's worse than being blind is having eyes that are open and being more blind. I don't blame him for not seeing. The Bible says he could not see. But what gets me is the church that was around him. The disciples that were the go-he. They had the mandate. They had the message. They had the keys. And they were blinded because they quit pursuing God and building lives and connecting people. They weren't disrupted anymore. First lady, help me tonight. ARC, the moment that position outperforms purpose. I don't care if people can teach. I'm not being mean. The devil can teach. I've heard soothsayers in the middle of Jerusalem in Yehuda Street. If you stayed there long enough, they could read your mail. I'm talking about soothsayers right by the wall. It's just like the old, old times, first century. Position had out voice purpose. So caught up in the theatrics of Pentecost. They missed the theology of Pentecost. The movements were patterns. Let's all lift our hands. Let's all let's stand. Let's sit down. I'm not being mean tonight. Is that is that video still off? I, I don't want to offend people. Can you, I'm preaching my heart tonight. I'm, this is not this is not for effect or emotion. <laughs> 